0: You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where every episode we discuss a different album from Robert Emery's book, 1001 Albums, and it's Here Before You Die. episode, we'll be talking about Def Leppard, "Hysteria" On the line, I have Rob.
1: Yeah! Have ben, yeah! Yeah! And Kyle. I don't know. Play some video games. Buy some Def Leppard t-shirts. <laughs> Ooh, deep
0: cut.
2: <laughs> "Hysteria"
0: is the fourth studio album by English rock band Def Leppard, released on the 3rd of August, 1987 through Mercury Records. The producer was Robert John Mutt Lang and the genre is glam metal, hard rock, and pop rock. I'm going to read from all Music reviews, Steve Huey. Where Pyromania had set the standard for polished, catchy pop metal hysteria only up the ante. Pyromania's slick, layered, mutt-lang production turned into a painstaking obsession with dense sonic detail on hysteria, with the result that some critics dismissed the record as a stiff, mechanical pop sellout. But Def Leppard's music had always employed big anthemic hooks and a few of the pop metal bands who had hit the charts in the wake of Pyromania couldn't compete uh, with Leopard's sense of craft. Certainly none had the pop songwriting savvy to produce seven chart singles from the same album. As the stunning consistency as Hysteria did, the strong pop hooks and perfect sounding production May not appeal to diehard heavy metal fans, but it isn't heavy metal, it's pop metal, and arguably the best pop metal ever recorded. Its blockbuster success helped pave the way for a whole new second wave of hair metal bands while proving that the late 80s musical climate could also be friendly to veteran hard rock acts, a lead many would follow in the next few years. Alright, what do we think of Def Leppard Hysteria? Stone Cold Masterpiece is
2: one of my favorite
0: records ever.
2: I I came into this record ready to not like it, even though I I know Def Leppard. You know, Def Leppard's great at what they do. I listened to Hysteria for the first time, ready to poke some holes in it. And it's I I just can't. It's too good of a time. They perfected that formula too well that I I just I all I can do is smile and rock along
1: (laughs) I can't believe uh in the U.S. they released woman as the first single (laughs) Seriously, every other territory it was animal in the U.S. they're like woman (laughs) and woman is the fucking stupidest song I've ever heard (laughs) in my life oh man it's a fucking it's
3: so stupid as shit Hey, I'm not going to apologize for any of the Joe Elliott lyrics. I I simply will not apologize for glam, pop, metal lyrics.
2: That's fair. Every single line
3: is like dumb and dumber. The song itself fucking rules, man. It is a great song. Yes. 100%. It's a great song. And it's a great starting point because it's just, we, we get into Rocket and it's just a rocket ship straight
1: up to... The fucking cost. Single man. number one. Track number one. Woman. He was born with a passion, love and hate, a restless spirit with the need for a mate. But there was something <laughs> missing, something lost. So he came with the answer. Here's what it costs: one part love, one part wild, one part lady, one part child.
2: Uh oh. Which part <laughs> <laughs>
1: fucking Michael McKean, write These fucking this, this is the dumbest does, shit I've ever like a, in my life. It sounds
2: like a Spinal Tap song. It does. Yeah. It does.
0: No.
3: I'm not here for the fucking lyrics, man. <laughs> That's I'm fair. here for everything else surrounding it. And the lyrics are part of it. Sure. But I don't I I, I know one song backwards and I forwards you on women. this. Women. Oh, Lots of pretty God. women. God. I'll stop it.
2: I like this album. Men, men. In yeah, no,
3: it, it's a. Um, I think Pyromania has might have better songwriting on it, but
1: this one I like better. As a but... child, I knew Pour Some Sugar on Me was stupid.
2: Right. No. Hey, Kyle, no one's saying that Def Leppard's not stupid. Are you sure? Well, I'm, I'm not, at least. But
1: why <laughs> are you coming for that? me,
2: bro? <laughs> <not that> <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to like dumb things. It, it's not mutually exclusive that... Def Leppard breaks, dumb rock and roll roll songs, and also they're awesome. Here is the question for you guys. I have no problems
3: putting this on and being like, yeah, yeah, woo, the way that I couldn't with Bon Jovi, and I'm asking you guys, people who were also like, Bon Jovi, Jesus fucking Christ, what are we doing here? Did you have a like hurdle to cross for this, or did it catch your ear a little bit faster? No,
0: No, and I can explain why, in my opinion. This is glam. Bon Jovi was trying to do rock, and it turned me off. But Def Leppard is strictly, they know that their their influences are glam bands. So they go for this high-gloss glam energy, right? It's all about the energy, it's all about the sheen, and it's all about the sing-alongs.
2: Are you talking about 70s glam or 80s glam?
0: 70s glam, man. 70s glam.
3: The entirety, okay. of, did you look up the lyrics to Rocket? It? it is just like name dropping every
2: glam thing they enjoy.
0: Yeah.
3: Every song, every band.
0: Yeah.
2: I remember the very second I quote unquote got Def Leppard. I, I'd been aware of their existence my entire life because you can't escape. They, these songs are huge hits off Pyromania, off Hysteria. They're on the radio. They're part of your life. I didn't get it. I was not into it. And, and as a, a older teenager in the early, earlier 20s, I wanted grittier rock and roll. I wanted less polish. I wanted faster. I wanted harder. But then me and Dagan went and saw uh, Def Leppard at Deer Creek, uh, which, which is an outdoor amphitheater in Indianapolis, Indiana. And the Def Leppard songs in the environment of a big amphitheater or stadium with all of that air. These songs sounded so good. I got it. I got it. A song and a half into seeing Def Leppard live in a big open area, it all clicked. I was like, oh, okay, okay. And honestly, I've been on board since. It's still like, I still prefer different kinds of rock and roll, different kinds of metal, different kinds of hard music. Oh yeah. But Def Leppard has its, its thing and its thing is just filling that stadium with sound you know Mm -hmm. yeah
3: this was the first uh concert i ever went to uh for the adrenalized tour but it was at market square arena and it was fucking bananas it was crazy i smelled my first marijuana cigarette there (laughs)
2: And, and watching watching Rick Allen do his things with one arm live nah. watching him just actually pull that shit off just with one arm and two feet is coming from a drummer it is fucking inspirational. Was he, he, he
3: on did. the hydraulic platform that turned around?
2: Not to my remembrance
3: okay he he had a drum solo when I saw him <laughs> it was it was awesome. Uh, but yeah uh Rick Allen he didn't play any drums on this <laughs> not not a single hit on this well, record belongs yeah, to that it's man. just like the <laughs> record well, before it, so, right? Same
2: thing for Pyromania. Yeah, but like, but,
3: no, like it, but it, Pyromania, for... he was like completely ambulatory. On this one, he like almost died.
2: Well, uh, you're talking about his car accident? Yeah. But neither album, whether, whether he is four-limbed or three-limbed, he's sure. not playing drums on this yes. yes. no records.
3: No, that, that, is, that is correct. My, my point being like, uh, what do you mean I'm not playing drums? And then like, Oh yeah, I shouldn't play drums. I I almost died. <laughs> like it, it, it did it made sense for him not to be playing on this one, but yeah, the yeah. The, the, the entire Muttlang saga. I think he might actually be playing drums on uh paranormalized, but or sorry, adrenalized, but we should never talk about that record because it's a fucking flaming mm-hmm. pile of dog shit.
2: Um we we got into it a lot on Pyromania, and it's just even more so on hysteria. How much process and control. Is put into every single aspect of this album. I think every single take of every single background vocal has been pitch corrected.
3: Oh, yeah. You and, know, and, like it's just like, like, and, and repeated <laughs> 300 times. Yeah. Onto dumped yeah. down the tape to tape to tape to tape to tape to tape to tape. tape. Yeah. Uh, we, animal is in our cans right now. This is my, uh, fast friend and
2: uh karaoke constant. I love uh, watching you do air karaoke oh, to Animal. It, it's it's the highlight of my evening every time you do it. Can't wait to get back to that. Are we ever right. going to speak into a shared microphone again?
3: Um, I'm just going to start bring my own. I don't mm, know. Mm,
2: <laughs> nice. <laughs> got this uh going
3: to bring you. Got, got my shirt here. Your little
2: <laughs> rambling rover <laughs> <laughs> my
3: my roving roster. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, lyrically, if you were to put your lyrical prejudice aside, what do you think of the pop elements
1: of this record? Here's the thing, Rob, Um, when we were talking about Bon Jovi's Slippery When Wet. Yes. A few weeks ago. Yeah. And I remembered people who are still really into Bon Jovi, and I considered them, um, incurious. (laughs) Um, yes <laughs> go these on. are the same people I remember <laughs> no, these they are not really into pour some sugar on me and they're like oh. you know it's the same people uh, you know journey uh don't stop believing it's the same that, that song comes on everyone's into it. that's how I feel about about this record in, in its entirety sure oh, wow. oh, oh, oh. what sticks out to you Ron?
2: Kyle, I mean, Kyle, given that, that like, taking it as a given that, yes, we all uh-huh. agree that this, this is overproduced, overfretted upon, over fretted upon, overplayed over everything, do you, do you not hear, hear the merits of it?
1: Look, look, Ben. <laughs> there, there's stuff I like, but it took me a long time to admit it because I've historically hated Def Leppard. I like Photograph when I was a kid, and I admitted that when we did that record. You know that came out a few years ago, I mean, before a few years before this. Hi Romania, woman, woman, hilarious,
3: <laughs>
1: uh, animal, funny, love, love bites. bites is the funniest one. Funny song, funny song. Um, love bites, which I didn't realize until I was doing research into it, it was a um, like a double entendre for like hickies.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh love bites.
1: Love bites.
2: <laughs> love bites.
1: I was like, oh, these guys are all 12-year-old children when they wrote this. Oh like- yeah. See,
2: this this is why this is why I'm certain Prince is getting more action than Def Leppard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, is is there something about Mutt Lang that he just he like attracts people who have the lyrics of a like a high
1: schooler. <laughs> This, he does,
3: does Shania have the same lyrics? Oh, to there High schooler? You
1: there you go. So you're Brad Pitt. Come,
3: come on, girls.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, dude. Shotgun.
3: And then we kick down the doors. <laughs>
0: I'm kind of with you, Kyle. I mean, it is such a, I wouldn't say slog, but it is, it is something grating about the sort of top forty, um, sort of elements that come into this. But it is really hard to deny the like how sonically it sounds in the production of it. It sounds a little, Rich. I was thinking about it this week and it doesn't have this like low in, uh, it doesn't have that, I know the drums sound big, but they're not like real drum big oh, sound. Oh, they it are sounds not like, real drums. It, it sounds like these no, no, yeah. big drums and there's the, this certain element, but then it's like everything, somehow they they took all this like rock pop glam stuff and put it into a little cohesive box where the vocals fit right in with the drums fit right in with the guitars and all that just it's it's something that i can't even describe because yeah yeah it's just like everything melds together and it makes you guys usually say like makes a good stew it makes a like it's it's hard to it's the wall of sound updated for it's the a 80s
2: perfect consistency mac and cheese sure um. but birch you mentioned uh uh the the guitars not having any low end so def leopard they were using for this record it was uh mutt lang's call uh the the rockman amp which was developed by tom shoals of of boston and mutt lang chose that that amp because it lent itself to be able to be like stacked numerous times like Mm -hmm. compressed like to do what Mutt Lang wanted it to do engineer sound engineer that worked on this album Mike Shipley uh, he recalls the R.I.P. Mike Shipley R.I.P. Mike Shipley uh, he recalls the Rockman amp as quote a shitty little box that had a god awful sound and no balls
0: they figured out a formula to create pop rock elements that that just work for top 40 radio and we're we're talking about you know how this was all over the radio and it makes sense when we went back to the wall of sound at that time you know this sounds good on the radio like you don't uh, have, you know it when it sounds
2: good ca- coming out of a car speaker exactly yeah.
0: exactly any speaker this is going to Any's- sound good
3: I yeah. tried them on the shittiest fucking headphones I had. I tried it on the best headphones I had. It always sounded fucking good.
2: Yes. Yeah. The
1: Mutt Lang effect. That mm-hmm.
2: is. Mutt Lang, he wanted this to be like a hard rock thriller. He wanted every song on it to be potentially a hit. And it's like band- every time
1: you go to McDonald's and you get that cheeseburger, it tastes exactly the same.
2: <laughs> it, get get it out of here, Kyle. You are. What? Wait, what
3: does it have to do with
2: cheeseburgers?
3: Oh, no, he, he he's saying that all of these songs sound the same.
2: <laughs> they don't sound the and same.
1: They don't. They sound no, they the same, sound but, the but, same but, on but, any kind of stereo system you listen to. They all sound like a fucking McDonald's cheeseburger.
2: <laughs> OK, the point I was <laughs> making was this song. <laughs> ha- so this long. album has 12 songs and seven hits. Yeah. Yeah, it does. That's a uh, and uh, that, that's ju- that's just that's just numbers, you know, and you can't argue with numbers. I've tried. <laughs> yeah. You know, doesn't work out for me. The
0: the number that they kept getting though is a uh, number two. <laughs> because...
2: <laughs> <laughs> number two ain't nothing.
0: Because Michael Jackson's Thriller and Bad uh were on. Is the,
2: Thriller still on the charts in eighty seven? No shit, that's crazy. Thriller
0: and Bad. <laughs> yeah, Thriller
2: started fighting. Your Bad started fighting Thriller like oh my god <laughs> those weren't even released back to back there's no months. there's like year oh, no.
3: five years it's like yeah, four years seven, four years
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh jesus christ
3: i just wrote down next to love bites is um i do not think of joe elliott when i make love but uh i do like this song a
2: lot love bites it just makes me want to roller skate under a strobe light
3: yeah no like that's this. my
2: that's that's my hardwired memory to love
3: bites. I'm I, gonna <laughs> I, I, do
1: some cosmic bowling. Yeah. I oh, never
3: man. I never held hands and
2: uh <laughs> and went uh, went around the rolling rink with uh to love bites, unfortunately <laughs> for me. The when they announced the couple's skate, did you have to roll yourself off the... Yeah, I, I rolled, r- rolled myself uh, right to the Street Fighter machine and lost. Yeah, over...
1: <laughs> rolled oh, yourself oh. straight over to the Tron arcade machine. R-
2: I rolled, would roll myself over to the Rampage machine. Rolled myself right over to the hot dog stand. <laughs> yeah.
3: Got
1: ketchup on my shirt. Got a little popcorn as a side.
2: <laughs> I once, as a kid, peed my pants at the roller rink because I couldn't figure out my new belt. Oh my god, <laughs> It was the type of belt, like a scout belt, where where like it has like a sliding lever, and my mom put it on me. I was a kid.
1: I'm going to tell your sister.
2: Oh, they know. I'm I'm a I'm a roller skater, not a dang mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> I tried so hard to get that belt off. Set I, I tried so hard. I did not want to pee my pants yet. There I stood, <laughs> peeing my pants, listening to Def Leppard, <laughs> playing rampage, excitable. <laughs> smashing the windows of that building, <laughs> man.
3: Um,
0: I was gonna just wait. say, Hysteria went on to dominate the album charts around the world for three years, certified 12 times platinum by 2009.
3: No, Def Leppard, buddy. Uh, album
0: currently sits at the 51st best selling album of all time in the U.S., spent 96 oh weeks God. on the U.S. top 40. Uh, and it ties with Born in the USA uh, for a record for the 80s. It ties with Born in the USA.
2: Uh, we're currently still in the violent era. This is the side one of hysteria. Women, rocket, animal, love bites, pour some sugar on me, Armageddon it. End of side. That's six tracks, six hits. It's fucking insane.
1: It's- the woman is very stupid. It it's is. still a hit.
2: It moved units. Market eight Donnie
3: <laughs> so I, I I went on a large tangent for uh, pyromania it basically mm-hmm. everything I said in that episode is can be translated over this one it was still Shipley and Mutt Lang doing stuff with Def Leppard um, however I did not go further into the rabbit hole of the Illuminati that uh, <laughs> that I found so allow me to tell you about the Illuminati symbolism Ooh. notice Steve Clark yes. covering one eye This is a visual aid. Uh, One eye in the pyramid. Hmm. Does he see Def Leppard artwork has perhaps some of the most obvious and reoccurring occult symbolism of any of its contemporaries. Let me jump forward. The love bites controversy. Def Leppard and Mutt Lange have denied that the closing lyrics and love bites from the hysteria album say Jesus of Nazareth, go to hell. Instead, Lange, the one who inserted the oddly voiced message claims it really says Yes, it does. Bloody hell. However, the (laughs) syllables don't really line up with his explanation. The syllables do, however, line up with the affirmation blasphemy against Christ. It Hmm. certainly would be no surprise if Lang really were telling Jesus to go to hell. Hmm. Lang is no stranger to satanic messages, considering the dark lyrics of many of his other clients go forward. Casting spells to neurotic response. Aside from Def Leppard's psychosexual and possibly anti-Christian lyrics, the real evil in the music itself with hypnotic riffs, melodies, and beats that provoke, quote, neurotic response, unquote, in the listener. The neurosis can lead the listener to gyrate, Uh fist pump, or make the devil's hand gestures like Baphomet. And often these are done without thinking as an automatic response to the music. And really, I'm just going to say it's good for Def Leppard. One lump or two. Yeah, one lump or two
1: indeed. Oh, is this where (laughs) Def Leppard uh, rips off uh, Run DMC and Aerosmith? What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. This is inspired by uh, Walk This Way.
2: Inspired by or
1: ripped off? Yeah, they wanted to have a hit like Run DMC
2: and Aerosmith. So does that mean they ripped it off, or does that mean they were inspired by it, Kyle?
1: Inspired by. Yeah. Yeah, I see the water, man. Um, Okay, okay.
0: For Pour Some Sugar On Me, the lyrics were written after Elliot and Lang went to opposite ends of the studio control room and delivered stream-of-conscious words in a pair of dictaphones while the song's backing track played. Then they swapped... And they wrote down what they thought the other one said. And like that's that. how they came up what? with the lyrics for pour some sugar on me. Those just like got it. D-
2: d- d- yeah,
1: that's, that, no, that's, no, that's, that's a the dumbest lyrics of all time.
2: <laughs> no, that's a good way to do it, though. It, 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 it's like fully removing the I don't know, the id, whatever, yeah. you know, it, you know, it's cool. I like that. It's,
0: <laughs> it's what makes, you know, whatever you're thinking in in that cadence. It, yeah, y- you form those words based on that. I thought that was a cool way of to, doing
2: it too. To put it through the filter of having your colleague writing down what they think you're saying, that it it's just it makes it even it f- further further removes it from anything you're, you're subconsciously thinking. trying to say. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah,
2: there's some back mask vocals at the beginning of Rocket. Does anyone know what they're saying? I don't.
3: Uh, the, the oh, yeah. gods of war. Yeah, it's it's, it's just uh gods oh, of just, war. it's just it's just gods of
2: war.
0: Yeah. I was a little disappointed with rocket because it goes, the end has this real big buildup and then doesn't go anywhere. It just peters out. Yeah. Like, oh, it, no, just,
2: it, 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 in fact, it ends with him going. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It just, yeah. <laughs> I was expecting something like pour some sugar on me or animal where, it, you know, it's like, Oh, this big buildup. And then, uh, you know, it, it comes to take why animal is my, my go-to and that, uh, rocket. Yeah. Animals
2: a great. Great track.
0: Great track. Let's talk about the production. Uh guitarist Phil Collin uh said the album had to sell a minimum of five million copies to break even.
2: Mm-hmm. I read that oh, <laughs> five
0: million copies which, to which, break, you you know, even. break even. Yes. Weren't
3: they in the fucking studio
2: for three fucking years with this? Yeah, Yeah, they had yeah, shit yeah, to deal were. with. Uh, they had true. a literal they had less limbs than their last album.
1: Th- there was these thing- dumb shits thought they were the Beatles.
2: These dumb shits. Wrote an album that went twelve times platinum. So selling five million to break even, got that.
0: Yeah, it was also uh, rumored that this was the album cost five million. The production costs were five million dollars. No, I
2: mean they were whatever whatever it cost. They recouped it. This album sold. Every, everyone bought it. Birch,
1: that would be like the highest budget of any album, right? Like up until that point. I would if you say consider
2: so that they were working on it for over three years. You know, it adds up
1: the spring. of no, but Seriously. I have never heard of an album costing that much.
0: I haven't either. That's why I'm bringing it up. The spring of 1988 hysteria had sold 3 million copies, which was not enough to cover the album's 5 million production costs. Thus, the band edited footage from an upcoming concert film to make a new promo clip for pour some sugar on me and finally released it as a fourth single in the, in uh, North America. So, I have selling 3 million copies didn't cover the recording. Exactly. They needed
2: to sell 5 million. They
0: had to sell 5 million copies. Eventually. Fucking wild. Which they
2: did, which they did in
1: space. Sure, I just, but that's insane.
2: Yeah. Anyone who's ever been in a recording studio before you want to hear something really bonkers. The last things they recorded on this album were the drums. That's, that's weird, not, right? That's <laughs> no, I'm
3: pretty sure that that's way it was with Pyromania too, cell. man. Yeah. Like they, yeah.
2: uh, well, they, everything's triggered anyway. The songs, the the actual song structures were evolving so much that they didn't want to nail it down to a drum track until they knew where the song was going to go, and then they, you know, they just they took their 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 gated samples and just punched it in.
1: This is Pyromania though, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. It's still it's, it's such a counterintuitive practice. Uh, anyone who's ever been in a traditional recording studio, normally the drums are recorded first and everything is just layered on top of the drum track, which keeps the time for everyone.
0: Uh, One of my favorite quotes was, uh, a guitarist friend of mine came into the studio to say hello. And I was sitting there going bing, bing, bing on one note. And then I am tracking it and then going back to do another note and doing ding, ding, ding and tracking it. And he goes, what the fuck are you doing? And we were like, Wait till you hear it all together.
2: <laughs> I'm playing drums. What are you
0: new? <laughs> He's literally just playing one note on a guitar.
2: <laughs> and it sounds so good. It, it, it sounds so sounds good. Fun. But the, the, the way it sounds is a very, very specific sound. Yes. Like the, there are things that sound good that sound nothing like this. Yeah. This album sounds so good the way a Twinkie tastes so good. Yeah. Mm. You know, like it was created in the lab to hit just those specific taste buds. Like, that's how this album hits my ears. And that's not a it, bad thing, I don't think. It's not It's not a bad thing. It also, it doesn't give me the same pleasure of, like, listening to, you know, uh, uh, just something more lo-fi, which anything's more lo-fi than hysteria. But, it's, it's, yes, you know... Literally anything <laughs> is more lo-fi than yeah, this. Yeah, it's so honed in so perfectly, so meticulously that, yeah, it scratches a specific little itch right in the middle of my ear, you know? And and I like it, but it's not what I'm always seeking, you yeah. know? Oh, no,
3: this, 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 this isn't a daily driver.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: But it's weird that it doesn't take a six pack to
2: enjoy this. No, it doesn't. You, know, you can that, put that's, this on. No. That's, that's, <laughs> that's one of the. Designed in the lab to be enjoyable no matter where you I want. don't
1: know the last few songs on this record, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Did it have to be 63 minutes?
2: There's some Yeah, it this record goes on
0: it. way too long, and there's some stinkers I mean, from.
2: Rocket doesn't need to be seven minutes long.
0: People were saying that Mutt Lang, the reason uh, it's 12 tracks, ran 63 minutes, is that one of the big things that a lot of people didn't realize is Mutt was doing Hysteria to be a CD release. Obviously, it was an album release, but. Yeah, he wanted to have the 88 minute record. He wanted. He want, and also, you can kind of imagine having this. The preciseness, the pop element of this and people to buy it on CD because they wanted to push that format and say, look, look at the fidelity, you know, difference. Listen to how this sounds different. Obviously, you know, people it's just like some albums will sound better on different formats. I don't know what this would Sound best on uh, it, might sound best on the CD just because it's so crisp, clean, overproduced, you know. Like, yeah, it's
1: not gonna sound good on vinyl or anything like that.
0: Yeah. It sounds great on vinyl. <laughs> <laughs>
2: As we all know, because we covered it, Mutt Lang also did Pyromania, uh, with their big breakthrough. So you wouldn't be wrong for assuming that that Mutt Lang was their first choice for hysteria, but there, he was not. The first person to record any any of Def Leopard's songs for hysteria, it was Jim Steinman. He has zero production credits, but but he wrote Bad Out of Hell but yeah so (laughs) it's just weird to me like so yeah i can understand being inspired by bad out of hell and wanting something that hits like that but you don't hire the songwriter he's he's not he isn't involved with why it sounds like that yeah but he
3: wrote it so maybe he had an idea like who produced
2: the meatloaf uh record todd Todd Rundgren. you're
3: right thank you
2: yeah uh so, yeah, they got, they called in Jim Steinman. He recorded their their first recording of Don't Shoot Shotgun. And everyone in Def Leppard was like, this doesn't sound like meatloaf. But uh, Of course, why would it? He didn't record meatloaf. <laughs> so, like, I don't know who in that chain of communication didn't catch that. Oh, you should be reaching out to Todd Rundgren if, if that's what you want. No, you know, the, like a like, sentient they, they,
3: bag of cocaine that was the manager <laughs> probably was the problem.
2: I'm sure Jim Simon was like, "All right, all right, that sounds right. <laughs> sounds sounds good. Yes, I will yeah. record you. You know, uh, uh, no surprise they went back. I just to did the soundtrack
3: right to now. Streets of Fire, so sure, <laughs> this, this is right up my alley. <laughs>
2: this, this is Jim's year. But yeah, I, I thought that was funny, and I, I thought that that sentient bag of cocaine got far enough to actually get Jim Steinman behind their, the, <laughs> the control board for a Def Leppard recording. <laughs> that <was> the best ideas i ever heard.
0: <laughs> I do have to say that, was it Shotgun? That song sucks. No. Yeah, not, not, not great.
2: Yeah, I would like to hear great. the Jim Steinman
0: version, honestly. Yeah, That is a terrible song.
3: <laughs> I just wrote next to that, don't tell me how to live, Def Leppard. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna shoot from the hip. <laughs> it it really yeah. That when that one came on, I was like, oh, okay, fine. Pirate, you know, <sighs> this is doing okay. And that song just whoa. Yeah, not the
1: not not not, not the best thing I've ever heard. Or some sugar on me is one of the stupidest fucking songs I've ever written. That's all. I, uh I, lyrically
0: you could say that, but man, the hooks are
2: it's a it's it it's a it's a pop gem. It is yeah.
0: such a hook.
2: It's a pop song.
0: Yeah, I respect the, that.
2: These the regret. like big songs on this album—they're pop songs with a like with a hard rock treatment. You know, they're you they're got not, the peaches, not, I got the cream, They're not rock but... songs. They're not hard rock songs. Yeah. Sweet to taste, saccharine. It's hard rock flavored sugar pop. You know? Yeah.
3: Yeah, no.
2: And that's and that's fine. It's not a part of a, of a, a nutritious breakfast, so I wouldn't re- recommend it every day. I'm but, glad that uh, this yeah, is the.
1: Like the weird lame shit that you like. That's fine. I, I'm
3: I'm I'm glad this is where <laughs>
2: glam came to. Like you know. Well, if Def Leppard is anything, it's not weird. This is like yeah. Def Leppard like the least weird band of all times.
1: Got like twenty pages of notes here. <laughs> Did you Please print tell out how- notes <laughs> at work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's got binders of women. Rob. What's your favorite uh, <laughs> part of "Love and Affection," which closes out your favorite record of all time?
3: It's one of my favorite records, Kyle. I mean, I'm I'm happy when when it's when it's done. And I don't think it's, it's done a bad too. song. Well, I don't think it's a bad song. Not not my favorite song on the record, but I mean, but what can you do after you fucking throw down? six seven fucking like absolutely minted platinum mm-hmm. singles i don't,
2: I, don't I, I i i don't have stars by every song on this album but i have stars by at least seven of them
1: okay pretty good As- ratio
2: pretty good I mean, ratio yeah if, 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 i think meatloaf said
3: it best when he said seven out of 12 ain't bad <laughs> <laughs> can i tell you what chris had to say about <laughs> this I fucking turkey <laughs> uh hysteria you know about the music and <laughs> if you don't think you'll like it you won't impeccable pop metal of no discernible content it will inspire active interest only in aor programmers and the several million addicts of the genre in short it's product but as product significant because it's product of the seedy age stuck with over an hour of material after four years after all could 12 songs be any shorter They elected to put it all on one disc because as technocrats, they instinctively conceive for formats that can accommodate an hour of music cassettes, which now outsell vinyl discs and CDs, which out dollar them. The cassette sound is a little too dim as commercial cassette sound usually is. And though I sometimes find myself preferring the depth of the vinyl. Once I've turned my amp up to six or seven, the clarity of the CD gets more and more decisive as the needle approaches the outgroove. I mean, I have trouble perceiving these guys as human beings under ideal circumstances, not mm-hmm. docked a Notch, because at least they didn't pad it into a double yes. And that's a C. Wow.
2: <laughs> I, I like his takes anymore. I do. Yeah, no,
1: I,
3: I get it.
2: I still love it, but I get it. Well, I, I grew up in the CD age. I grew up in the cassette to CD age, you know, the, the tail end of the vinyl. I've been streaming MP3s for so long uh, and streaming Spotify. When I occasionally go to actually put an actual compact disc into a CD player and turn it up. I It always it always just like kind of knocks me back how good it sounds.
3: Oh, yeah. No, we 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 sold our fucking souls for yeah. streaming. Yeah. And yeah yeah
2: it's unfortunate it, you know like streaming is so convenient but really if you really like music buy it in some kind of format it's gonna sound better than streaming some you know some shit music it doesn't matter some good music it does we get so much for free anymore with the internet if you really like music just go out and buy it yeah. people are going to get paid that deserve it and your music's going to sound better and you're going to be a cooler person
3: Though we'll say this, Mutt Lang did produce this record, so it would also sound great on MP3. So I
2: mean, it does. <laughs> That's what happens when you clip all the highs and lows out of something and just compress the mids and make them free.
0: Yeah, this album should be just relabeled compression the album. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. <laughs>
2: yeah, it, yeah. Uh,
0: what do we think? Com-
2: I, I, I mean, positive positive for me. I I, I I can't give this album not a positive. I said at the top of the hour, I came into this really critical. You know, I I I, I came in this kind of with a chip on my shoulder, ready to poke some holes into Hysteria, simply because I like music played by by human people, warts and all. I can't do it though. Hysteria, for some reason, it's doing something that I don't like, but it's doing it so well <laughs> that I can't argue with it, and I just need to accept it. Perfect.
3: It's a perfect synopsis, buddy.
0: (laughs) That is pretty pretty close to how I'm feeling too. It's like it's like arguing with someone who figured out a formula. And it's Yeah. It's
2: it's like arguing with an algorithm. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: it's 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 hard to do. It's like I Kyle, I'm on your side where it's like this woman song, so dumb. Like these lyrics are the worst. Also, shotgun, I was like couldn't get into it all but it's just I, I don't know what it is I, I just something about trust. the pop that comes back and, and how they created the album to sound so unified and cohesive I don't know I don't know what it is yeah. but I will say the what pushes it in for me what makes me you know go in that positive direction is the glam aspect when I imagine bands like Sweet and uh, you know T Rex and, and things like that. If they were to push it into the '80s era, it would have a bit of a Def Leopard, you know, vibe. And so I mean, that what that we is can, providing for we me. We can
2: visit '80s Slade just to see that. Yeah, yeah, Slade. 100%, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: But but that is is where I'm kind of drawing the line for my dislike of Bon Jovi and. Not feeling so much that way about a Deaf Leopard. I like I like parts of it, but it's
1: on the whole like too stupid.
3: Yeah, fair. So is that a negative? It
1: sounds like a neutral. It's a neutral.
3: Okay, all right. Oh, I fucking love it. Uh, I, I get to do. listen to one of my favorite records, so <laughs> I'm
2: so excited. Pew, 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 yeah. pew. I can't deny it. I tried. Yeah. Resistance is futile.
3: Since it's in our cans, I will the guitar uh, line on Hysteria. I am almost positive they sampled it off of fucking Robert Fripp from Heroes. Hmm, almost positive. Like there's uh, this according fucking, like, to my notes,
1: it's from something stupid.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's very similar. Yeah, it's fucking it's it's, it's 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 very similar.
3: Yeah. Anyways, I'm done talking about Def Leppard. Thank you, book, for giving me two of my favorite <laughs> records. <laughs>
1: it's
3: been great. Uh,
0: guitar World magazine voted Rocket's guitar solo the 17th worth of all time in the countdown. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and they quoted: That's awesome. "Rocket has a solo that any four-year-old with a rack-mounted effects unit could play."
1: <laughs> oh my god! Perfect.
2: And that guy's, And that guy. He has two arms.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, shots fire. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Next time we'll be talking about R.E.M. Document. All right. Thank you.